Good morning, everybody. It is Saturday morning, and I am your host, Isaac, bringing to you yet another episode of Movies and Television Podcast. Since Christmas is three days away, yes, I said it, three days away, I will be getting into the holiday spirit and give you a list of my top 10 favorite Christmas movies of all time. Let's start off with 10, Jingle All The Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger with guest appearances by Sinbad, Jim Bellucci, Martin Moore, and the great late Bill Hartman. Now, the movie is about Howard Langston, and he wants to make things up to his son, right? All his son wants is action figure of his favorite hero. It's a toy, but he can never find him. It's all sold out. He goes through all of these things just to get that one toy. He finally gets it to give it to his son when his son realizes that he already has his hero. It's his dad. I cannot tell you how much I love this movie. This movie is definitely a film for the whole family to watch. Um, it's very enjoyable, and you get to, you know, the kid eventually does learn something out of it. It's not what you want, it's what you already have, and he realized that at the end of that movie. So that's my number 10, Jingle All The Way. Um, <clears throat> so next, my number 9 uh, film is Scrooged, starring Bill Murray. It's, uh... It's like a dark, twisted version of A Christmas Carol. And it starts off with, you know, a guy named Frank Cross. And he's like an executive, uh, I guess like an executive producer for a TV network. And just like Scrooge, he's just, you know, bah humbug with Christmas. He's, you know, he really... Worries about is the money. He doesn't really care about Christmas. He doesn't really care about anything else. Until he gets visited by... A ghost. Who is somebody who mentored him in the, in the network. And told him that he was going to get visited by three ghosts. And... But it's funny because, like I said, it's a, it's a dark... Like a dark humor... And it's like a dark version of a Christmas Carol. So, like the 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 mentor is he looks definitely dead, and he's just like I think he does eventually kind of like scares Bill like scares Bill Murray's character, uh, Frank Cross. He does eventually scare him and like puts him through this window. The glass doesn't shatter, but it kind of like just puts him through the window and you know Frank Cross is scared and he's like you know what are you doing you know he's trying to tell him that he needs to change his life and stuff like that so it's pretty much that's what uh, Scrooge is it's just a dark humor version of A Christmas Carol and it stars Bill Murray as Frank Castle and just like Scrooge in A Christmas Carol he does eventually become a better person after everything that he's already seen. My number eight uh, favorite film of all time is Ernest Saves Christmas, starring the late Jim Varney. I say late because he is no longer with us. Jim Varney passed away many, 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 many years ago. He is. He also used to do the voice of the slinky dog in a Toy Story. Um... 
and he's always played Ernest. That was always been his role. Everything he's ever done was playing the character Ernest when they did a TV show. When he did the movies like Ernest Saves Christmas, Ernest, Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Goes to Jail. Um, and they did many more after that. Um, Ernest Scared Stupid, which was like a Halloween uh, movie for, for Ernest or Jim Barney. And I love that man. I, I grew up watching him. Jim Barney was definitely a character. And I felt like there was nothing that he could never do. But it's like, that's all he was known for was Ernest. And I think the only time that he never played Ernest was, like I said, was Toy Story. And um, when he was on, he did a guest appearance in Roseanne, but, you know, in the 90s. And he did a guest appearance on that show. But, yeah. So... Um, Ernest Saves Christmas is about, <clears throat> uh, it's about Santa Claus and he's looking for somebody to replace him because Santa in this movie is going on, he's going to retire as Santa. So he's trying to look for somebody else and he has, and he looks for this guy who does a television kid show and he knows like Santa Claus, Santa Claus knows who we are he knows the type of people we are so he definitely knows this guy and but Santa Claus gets into trouble and in order for Christmas to happen Ernest along with this teenage girl named Harmony has to pretty much save Christmas and I love that film like I said, because I love, I love Jim Barney. He was definitely a character. And it also shows that Harmony, who I think didn't really believe in anything because she was like a, a runaway. She didn't really believe in anything. She didn't believe that her family loved her. She didn't believe that she was needed. And through all of this, she meets Santa Claus and she's changed. You know, she becomes a better person for it. And, you know, that's the type of mood, Christmas movies that I like to see. Like, mood, Christmas movies like that. It's not just about the romance. It's just not about the comedy. It's not about, you know, all these, you know, these Christmas movies that we've seen and we do like. But it's about what do people learn from from this, from what they go through in these films. And, and I like to see stuff like that, <clears throat> which, you know, learning... Definitely is going to bring it to my number seven movie, which is It's a Wonderful Life, starring James Stewart and Donna Reed. <clears throat> now, this movie takes place in 1946, and I've never seen this version of, never seen this movie, never in my entire life. I've heard about it, but I've never actually literally sat there and watched it. And it's uh, pretty much about, a, I think he's like a banker or something, and George Bailey. And he has problems and stuff like that. Like everybody does. He has problems. And he kind of wonders what it would be like if he never existed. You know, or he wished he never existed. And he gets a, a, 
like an angel appears before him, just like his own personal guardian angel, and shows him what it would be like if he was never born. He would show how his family is, how his kids will be. Um, like, you know, things that will never, like, things that he starts to realize, like, I am needed. Like, I have my family. My family loves me. I am needed. And he learns that through whatever the angel shows him. Because you got to figure, like, it's like, it's like another Christmas carol, but it's different. You know, it's not, th he's not getting visited by three ghosts. He's not, he's not bitter and angry and hates Christmas. He's just somebody who just wish he was never born because of the problems that he goes through. And we all go through many problems and we all feel and felt like we was never born. I was definitely one of those. Like, I've gotten, like, I go through so much in my life and... You know, sometimes I wish I was never born, you know, and, you know, and I would feel like people such as like my girlfriend and my son would be better off without me in their lives, you know, because of how I see myself and how I feel about myself. But uh, just thinking about it, my son would never have me. Who knows if he would have ever existed. You know what I'm saying? And my girlfriend, you know, we may have our problems, but I feel like she would never experience the love that I've, I've given her and shown her, you know? So anyway, back to the movie. It's a Wonderful Life, and it's definitely a great film, and the guy definitely learned something from it, and he no longer feels that way anymore and now all he wants to do is exist and he wants to be there for his family and his friends and so on and so forth oh which by the way in this film um if the guardian angel helps out their person he gets his wings he or she gets his wings and the angel got his wings because he helped out George Bailey. Miracle on 34th Street is my number sixth movie. And I'm not talking about the 40s version. Because I've never seen the old classic version. But I did see the 1994 version. Starring Elizabeth Perkins, Dylan McDormand, Mara Wilson. I hope I said that right. Mara Wilson. And the late, yes another late, Richard Attenborough. Berg or Burrow. Um, now, Adam Richard did the Jurassic Park films. So you will always recognize him from that. He was the only man in the Jurassic Park movie. I can't say films. He, I think he did like the first two. And that was it. And he also passed away uh, a couple of years ago. <clears throat> it was recent. You know, and we're all going to miss him. Because I've always been a big fan of dinosaurs and, you know, I did want it to, um, I did want it to, uh, take on that field and, but anyway, so Miracle on 34th Street is about Santa Claus 
who claims he's Santa Claus, but nobody believes he's Santa Claus. So now it takes a little girl and a lawyer to prove he is who he says he is. I like this movie because, like I said, it shows people in either they changing and but this one shows people in believing, in believing in Santa and believing the spirit of Christmas and you know and stuff like that. And it's definitely, definitely another great film, and I definitely loved it. So if you haven't seen it because you never had the time or it just wasn't, check it out. I mean, you're going to like it. It's Miracle on 34th Street is definitely one of those films that you have to watch. Which, by the way, I think I'm going to start making these 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 lists of movies. Um, the movies that I mentioned already and movies I'm about to mention now. Um, start making a tradition to start watching all because some of them do have parts. So I might actually start watching, you know, those, the franchise, and then watch, you know, the, the, the solo films that never had parts to it. That was just one film of itself. So I'm going to start watching that. So yeah, so Miracle on 34th Street, little girl, a lawyer, has to prove that Santa is Santa Claus. My number five film, The Santa Claus Story, Tim Allen. Uh, it's about. Uh, hold on. It's about. Oh, what's his name? Scott Calvin. It's about Scott Calvin. And he has his son in the house. And one night, they hear a noise. They come outside. And long and behold, they see Santa Claus. He falls off of Scott's house. And dies. So Scott Calvin accidentally kills Santa Claus. And now he has to take over the role. And now he becomes Santa Claus. And this is one of those movies that also changes Scott Calvin. Because just like Scrooge. Just like, you know, Frank Cross. I wouldn't say he wasn't bitter. But he's he wasn't, you know, the man in the spirit of Christmas. And through this, he becomes Santa Claus, and it just makes him a better person. He changes. He becomes a better person, and he lives now lives in, I think it's in the North Pole. And he's got these little elves. A lot of them are kids. Part two was funnier because then you get to see, like, a little elf with ludicrous face over it. It's funny. But it's definitely another good film. I loved it. I really enjoy it. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can get my son to watch like all these movies with me. But I'm going to get him to see to try to sit down and watch this movie. Um, I mean, he's six years old. He just turned six today. So happy birthday, Papa. Daddy loves you. Um, yeah, so he kills Santa. So he has to take over the role. Thus... Learning and becoming a better person and becomes more into the holiday spirit because, well, you know, it's Santa Claus. Santa Claus is not going to be a Scrooge. My number fourth pick is Home Alone. And, of course, this is like the most popular, famous movie of all time. Because not only was there a Home Alone, but there was a Home Alone 2. And it was pretty much the same thing, but different. Okay. 
So Home Alone, starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, James Stern, the late John Hurd, and Catherine O'Hara. Now, the movie is about Kevin McAllister, and he gets left home alone. Thus, the name Home Alone. So he gets, he's being left alone in the house, and there's these two burglars who try to ransack people's houses who would not be there during the holiday because they go on vacations. So they feel they take it upon themselves to scout these houses to see who's, what family is going to be home or not. Then they case the place and they steal the gifts and whatever else they have there. But they meet Kevin McAllister. And Kevin McAllister pretty much sets up booby traps. Pretends, pretty much he protects his home from this from these burglars. And it's funny. I, it's just a very funny movie, Home Alone. And Home Alone 2 was even funnier. Because the, the shit that they go through with this kid is just it's bananas. And I love these, the, the first two. After that, it, it just kind of like wasn't the same anymore. I didn't get that feel anymore. And yeah, uh-uh. But the first two, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, it's definitely my two favorite, um, my two, my two favorite Home Alone movies. Um, yeah, <laughs> Kevin McAllister, definitely that kid that you, you want but don't want at the same time because he's a pain in the ass and you want to smack him up for his smart ass mouth, but at the same time, if you leave him alone. He's protecting your house. It's like a little fucking guard dog. Who needs a guard dog when you have Kevin McAllister? My third pick of my top ten list is Christmas Vacation, starring Chevy Chase and Barely D'Angelo. Now, this movie is definitely another comedy movie, and it's definitely hilarious because in this movie... These these names tend to escape me. <clears throat> Clark Griswold wants to have a perfect family Christmas. So he does everything he can to have a perfect family Christmas. And at the same time, he thinks he's going to get like this Christmas bonus. And oh yeah. Before before I continue on with that, I I Home Alone, Kevin McAllister does learn something. And he learns that he rather be with his family than be without. Because Kevin McAllister told his mom that he wished that his that he would just wake up and wish that his family just wasn't there, that they would just disappear. And you know, and that's what he thought when he woke up. But after a while he tends to miss his family, he misses his mom, he misses his dad, he misses his pain in the ass brother. And he learned that. He learned that is best to have family than without. So that was uh, definitely a learning experience for Kevin McAllister. So now back onto Christmas vacation. Um, and he's going through he's going through hell just to fucking make this perfect family Christmas. This is not perfect. And. It's just hilarious. It's definitely funny. I think at some point, um, there was a cat that gets electrocuted. 
Oh, oh man. That shit was sad before at the same time. Uh, you have to watch it. It's definitely a great film for the family. Uh, my number two pick, of course. Of course, I have to pick this film because it's one of the greatest original stories in a movie of all time, especially a Christmas movie, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Come on, who doesn't love The Nightmare Before Christmas? The Nightmare Before Christmas stars Jack Skeleton. The story takes place with Jack Skeleton, and he's just tired. He grows tired of the same things of Halloween. He lives in Halloween Town, and he's just tired of scaring people. He's just tired of the same routine every year for Halloween. Till he bumps into Christmas Town and he sees Santa, so he kidnaps Santa. Thus, learning that Christmas cannot survive without Santa. <clears throat> so he, just like Ernest, saves Christmas. It's a learning experience for Jack Skeleton, and it's definitely an awesome film because it's. It's a Jim Burton, uh, Tim Burton's film, and it's Tim Burton is someone that definitely could just make everything dark and but make it cool because he's done Batman. I think he did like the first two Batmans with uh, Michael Keaton, and he really did good with those. You know what I'm saying? I wish he would continue. But he did really good with those. I think he even did um, Beetlejuice. I'm not sure about that. But I think he did do that. I'm going to look back on that. Matter of fact, let me research that right now. But yeah, I love Tim Burton. Tim Burton is... He's great. His visions is just so inspiring. And the story... I don't know if he came up with that story. But that story was just so... It's new and it was original. And see, that's what I loved about Hollywood back then. Because everything that, almost everything that they came out was never remakes. There was never reboots. They were original, unique films. They had original stories, original characters. And it was originally, and it was unique. And I loved those about, you know, Hollywood. Where you could just come up with an idea for a movie and then, bam, there you go. And it, it was... You know, it would draw people because it was something new or something different. So, yeah, I'm searching up Tim Burton right now. I want to see what kind of movies he's done. Um, yes, I was right. Beetlejuice. He also did Edward Scissorhands. And he's doing the Dumbo movie. Nice. He even did Charlie uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And Frank and Weenie. Sweeney Todd, yeah, so he's done, he did do Beetlejuice, I was right, I was right, ha <laughs> yes, me, I was right, okay, and my number one, top ten, favorite movie of all time, Jungle Police, A Christmas Story, sorry, Peter B Billingsley, Billingsley, Slee, <laughs> I don't know, I'm butchering that last name, Melinda Dillon and Derek McGarvin, now, this movie is... It's a great film. It's pretty much a kid trying to survive Christmas. Not like he's dying or anything like but he's just trying to get through Christmas with having the hopes of always getting this one specific gift. And it's um damn, what was it called? It was like the night right uh night uh something. It was uh 
it was a BB rifle gun that he wanted for Christmas. And every time he would ask for it, oh, you shoot your eye out, kid. Like, that was, like, the most famous line in that movie. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. He wrote it down in his essay, Teaching Children the Same Thing. He went to see Santa Claus in the mall. Teacher said the same, um, Santa said the same thing. Like, everybody was telling him that he was going to shoot his eye out. And then when he did finally get the, you know, the uh, BB gun, he did eventually shoot his eye. But he didn't shoot his eye out. He just shot his eye, gave him black and blue eye and stuff like that. Red Rider. The Red Rider air rifle. And I think... I don't know if it was a learning experience for Ralphie, um, but it was definitely, it was funny. It's definitely something the whole family could watch. Um, I think at some point, <laughs> he cursed. Uh, I think it was he cursed in front of his friend and... His friend said it in the house, said that he got it from Ralphie. And the mom, Ralphie's mom, takes him to the bathroom and puts like this red bar of soap in his mouth because he cursed. And that's what they used to do back then. And then he got it from his father because his father always cursed or whatever. So, um, so I wouldn't say if it was a learning experience for Ralphie, but it was definitely shows that. He never gave up. He tried to get through Christmas with a hope of getting the one Christmas gift that he got, and he did, and it almost shot his eye out. He didn't really shoot his eye out, just kind of like, I think it kind of like backfired, and it the pellet must have hit him in the eye, but it never shot his eye out. But I loved it. It's definitely my traditional movie that I've made since I started watching this movie and I'm set that it, every year I will start watching a Christmas movie. So that's what I will be doing this year. I will start watching A Christmas Story and many other Christmas movies um, before New Year's come. So catch me on... Uh, catch me with my co-host Ray Sean as we speak wrestling. Uh, mostly we've been talking about WWE because, well, they're idiots. So catch me and my co-host Ray Sean in Inside the Square Circle podcast. We are now on Google Play, and so is this show. This show is now on Google Play as well. So for those of you who have Google Play, you can listen to me on there. You can listen to me on iTunes, and you can listen to me in Spotify and. You can also listen to me and my co-host, Rayshon, Inside the Square Circle podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. If you haven't checked out AmnestyUSA.org, they do really great work. They've, um, they're an organization that fights for human rights. <clears throat> uh, they do collect monthly donations, as little as $5. I mean, it's pretty much whatever your heart wants to give, but if you can't, Spare a lot, at least spare $5 a month because it really helps them continue to do the great work that they do. And also download Pluto TV. It's definitely cool. I love the app. I enjoy it. 
I haven't been really watching it lately because uh, season eight of Roltron came out, and that was definitely heartbreaking for me to watch the very, very last last season of Voltron because I was in love with that cartoon since I was a kid and then they brought it back and it was on Netflix original and it was just so amazing and I loved the, the character, the voices and everything and they recently just ended so that's going to be another one that's going to be put on the shelf. So yeah, so Pluto TV, download it, Amnesty USA, check them out, sign up for their emails. And check out me and my co-host, Rayshawn, on Inside the Square Circle podcast. I am your host, Isaac, telling you to have a merry, merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. All right? Be safe out there. Peace.